This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. ...to access resources available to them. Now Decatur and community partners have created a resource list including unemployment info, job openings, job fairs, retraining programs, and social service resources. Go to our website, nowdecatur.com. Milliken is inviting those affected by the ACORN layoffs to their spring career fair today. It's from noon to 2.30 in the third floor banquet room of the University Commons. More than 50 employers will be on hand. For more stories, podcasts, and videos, visit our website, nowdecatur.com. Too late. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg is now in East Palestine, Ohio, where residents complain of a slow response to the toxic train derailment almost three weeks ago. They always say they care about the unforgotten, you know, the little guy. They don't care. When they care about the people is when they're on TV. Buttigieg, who was joined by federal officials from the NTSB and others, as well as local leaders, to see the damage done. Is anybody, is any personal property or, or business inside of the perimeter that's not accessible. I don't know. The visit comes a day after former President Trump's visit to East Palestine. He brought water, cleaning supplies, and food in a promise that if the federal government and Norfolk Southern don't clean up the mess, that he will be back. Fox's Jeff Manasso. Parts of the U.S. are snowed under. The Dakotas and Minnesota up to New England, but there's a bigger problem in some areas. That's the sound of, of a city that is iced over as so many areas of Michigan are this morning. Fox Weathers, Robert Ray, out and about in Lansing. I'm literally uh, walking on about a quarter to a half an inch of ice. It's taking down trees and power lines, cutting electricity to more than 700,000 homes and businesses in Michigan. On nearly 800 flights are canceled. The U.S. is going to send one to 200 troops to Taiwan to join a few dozen already there, the Wall Street Journal reports, to help train Taiwanese forces amid concern about a Chinese invasion, and the Biden administration is considering making public the intelligence purported to show China's considering sending weapons to help Russia's war in Ukraine. The president returned from his trip to Kiev and Poland last night. U.S. officials are quietly warning about the landlocked former Soviet Republic of Moldova on Ukraine's border. Russia's defense ministry says that Ukraine plans to stage an armed provocation there, clearly Russian propaganda, and a warning sign that it could be Russian forces heading there next. That's Fox's Lucas Tomlinson. America's listening to Fox News. When you're an innovative business, every blinking cursor, every blank page is an opportunity. What will you do with it? Will you make something better or create something new? Our Dell Technologies advisors provide you with tools and expertise to do incredible things because we believe there's an innovator in all of us. For advice on smart PCs powered by Intel vPro that's built for business, Call a Dell Technologies advisor at 877-ASK-DELL. Do you find yourself stuck in a timeshare? Get the real facts about the timeshare industry and your options for cancellation. Chuck McDowell, founder of Wesley Financial Group, beat the largest timeshare company in federal court and has put together a free information guide that reveals the secrets the timeshare industry doesn't want you to know, including the five ways to get rid of your timeshare. Call now and get this timeshare cancellation guide absolutely free. Call 800-838-1441. That's 800-838-1441. There's a new report from the Anti-Defamation League tying all the mass killings in the U.S. last year that were linked to extremism were all linked to right-wing groups, many related to white supremacy. Now, yet another Capitol rioter has been locked up, punished for what he did more than two years ago in Washington. Garrett Miller, who threatened Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez on Twitter after he stormed the U.S. Capitol on January 6, 2021, has been sentenced to more than three years in prison. He pleaded guilty in December to nine of 13 charges and has already spent more than two years behind bars since his arrest. He's expected to serve another eight months. Miller was wearing a t-shirt that read, quote, I was there, Washington, D.C., January 6, 2021, with a picture of former President Trump on it when he was arrested two weeks after the riot. Tanya J. Powers, Fox News. Days after charges were reduced against actor Alec Baldwin over the deadly shooting on the set of the movie Rust in 2021 in New Mexico, they're getting ready to resume filming. Rust producers said that the indie western will resume shooting at the Yellowstone Film Ranch in Montana. The film has been the focus of many lawsuits following the death 
of cinematographer Helena Hutchins, who was shot and killed by a prop gun fired by Alec Baldwin. The production is eyeing a spring start. Several members of the original crew are returning, including director Joel Souza, who was shot and wounded in the October 21st incident. Baldwin and armorer Hannah Gutierrez-Reed have been charged with two counts of involuntary manslaughter by the Santa Fe DA's office for the tragic incident. The first hearing in the matter is Friday. Michelle Polino, Fox News. Unemployment remains low. First-time claims last week dipped slightly to 192,000. Under 200K for a sixth consecutive week on Wall Street. Stock futures are rising ahead of the opening bell this hour. I'm Dave Anthony. This is Fox News. When you have car trouble and need a tow, trust Shaner's Towing. Shaner's of Decatur is your best choice for business towing solutions in central Illinois. Roadside assistance, farming, towing and recovery, auto repairs and tires and more. If you're looking for a fast and reliable partner for all auto and heavy duty needs, just visit Shaner'sTowing.com. Trust Shaner's and save their number, 875-2200. That's 875-2200. When accidents happen, when you need a repair, trust Shaner's Towing. Here is Nick Smith with your News Channel 20 Storm Team forecast. Today's going to be partly sunny and windy with temperatures falling to around 40 by 5 p.m. Tonight, partly cloudy with a low around 23. For Friday, partly sunny, high near 38. And Saturday, partly sunny with a high near 46. Current temperature in downtown Decatur is 46 degrees. Your WSOY time is 8.06. And this look at your weather brought to you by Shaner's Towing. Fast, reliable 24-hour towing in the Decatur area. Give Shaner a call at 217-875-2200. Good morning and welcome to the 8 o'clock hour of Buyers and Company. It's National FFA Week and uh, our own Dwayne Andrews Ag Academy and ADM have hooked up for a pretty cool event taking place tomorrow. We'll give you all the details and tell you about uh, what we're doing to help those folks at Acorn next. Buyers and Company, WSOY, 1340 AM, 103.3 FM, streaming live at nowdecatur.com. A couple of quick things. You can go to nowdecatur.com right now and uh, click on the Employment and Retraining Opportunities and Assistance tab and go to an entire page of resources that we have put together, uh, I, I mean, it, it, you'd have to go to 30 or 40 websites to find all this stuff individually. It's all there, um, from education and retraining opportunities, from unemployment assistance, job resources, social services, career fairs, mental health support, you know, employers that are hiring now. Uh, we've got information about uh, the exchange. You know, if you lost your job yesterday at ACORN, uh, the normal open enrollment doesn't apply. You are eligible now. Uh, the folks from Danzig, uh, Consociate Danzig and Melanie Schelling reached out. That there's their direct contacts. They can help you because if you get, if you apply before the end of the month, you can literally have benefits in March as that insurance runs out. There's also other, uh, forms of assistance in that area. I know your sister works in that area. All of those resources are there now. Tomorrow morning, we'll be talking to ADM, uh, Premiant, uh, Caterpillar, you know, the major employers that are looking to hire people right now. But the most important thing you can do today is at noon at Millican University, uh, there's going to be more than 50 employers that are there from noon to 2.30. It was originally a job fair for Millican students and alum. They opened that up yesterday morning for anybody who was impacted directly by these ACORN layoffs. So if you want to have face-to-face conversations, they're all going to be there at the Commons building on the third floor from noon to 2.30 today. Uh, I know you're reeling. I mean, there's just, you, you know, the psychology of just, you know, finding out that everybody's done, and oh, by the way, there's no severance package, and oh, by the way, there's no assistance to COBRA, there's no anything. Uh, you just got to pick yourself up today, maybe the best thing you can do starting there at noon. Rocky also at Workforce Investment Solutions at 10 o'clock today, 1 o'clock today, 10 o'clock tomorrow, 1 o'clock tomorrow. If you're just completely lost and don't even know where to start, they're there with a computer to sit you down and start you through any process you need. They're going to be open there. I think Congresswoman Budzinski is going to be there today. Uh, we've talked to the governor. We've talked to several people. Uh, and here is literally from the 
Economic Development Corporation of Megan County. I printed these out just because I, I wanted to, uh, I still think I can do visual exercises on radio because it's theater of the mind. Uh, th- this is print so small I can't even read it on the paper and it's 15 pages of open jobs here in Macon County and, and it's all over the place. We just talked to you about Richland and maybe changing a career path while you transition. There's opportunity there. I know it's hard to see the day after getting such devastating news and being treated like just, you know, like a number on a piece of paper, but there is help. Tomorrow morning, we'll be doing more of it. A little later today, Tanya and Debbie and Natalie will be in to tell you how uh, they can help uh, as well. Uh, so having said all that, com. go to that. And if you've got somebody out there you know, share this information. Uh, this is a free resource page that has just about everything you can chase down without having to go through all the bureaucracy. Because uh, sometimes what government and, and resources aren't good at is making it easy to find. Uh, and from everything from unemployment insurance to mental health support and everything in between, all at Nauticator.com. Uh, we had uh, planned uh, a couple of weeks ago to uh, start a new monthly segment with the folks at uh, ADM. Uh, and uh, I'm super happy to say uh, that this also coincided with uh, National FFA Week. And we can't think of a better person to introduce uh, to the community when it comes to the FFA, uh, more so than Greg Webb uh, from ADM. Uh, Greg is the Vice President of State and Government Relations uh, with ADM. Been there, what? 36 years. 36 years. I wasn't going to take a guess at that because that, there's no, that just ends wrong either way. Uh, you've got some experience. I do, Brian, and hopefully you learn from some of those experiences. Uh, you've been involved, the company's been involved, but I know it's a passionate thing for you personally. Why is FFA so important to you and to ADM? Well, having lived through it as a, as a young kid, I know what the FFA has done for me, and so I want that for the 850,000 kids who are part of that organization now because it not only gives you a lens into the food and agriculture industry, but it also provides the kinds of life skills that you will use for your whole life. And I think FFA is understated for what it does in those ways to provide a pathway for young people to find their way, find their passion. All right. And they are pivoting, you know, uh, as everyone is. But for a long time, there were enough kids like you uh, that grew up in agriculture or had that background, and it was a natural funnel into the FFA, right? But there were a whole bunch of kids in this country that didn't even know it existed, let alone uh, the opportunities that it presented, right? And so I think the FFA, and we've talked about this with, you know, University of Illinois, with you know, they're now going to find people rather than people finding them. For sure. Well, I just mentioned the 850,000 number as the national uh, membership. There is no way that that would have been achieved just in rural America. We have to get into our urban uh, schools, and that's where the growth opportunity for this terrific youth organization lies. All right. Now, you guys are involved not only at a local level, but have been heavily involved in the national efforts, right? We have. For a number of years, we've been a part of what's known as the Sponsors Board, where that provides much of the resources for the national FFA. But we also like to be involved at not only the local level, but individual state levels as well. All right. What do you see, you know, as a company when you get somebody with this in their background? You you know, you mentioned sort of the skills that are lifelong skills. Uh, People get caught up on the word farming, Uh, you know, and and, and FFA, you know, started out as that kind of thing. We know that's about one percent of the employment in the agribusiness community. It's maybe the most important because it all starts there. Uh, But that's not where most of the jobs are. No, I've really loved here in Decatur that uh, seeing Zach and yourself, you coined a phrase, welding to Wall Street. That was all Zach. I I have used that a thousand times because I think that captures the... I'm pretty sure he didn't get it trademarked, so you're okay. (laughs) But, But I just love that phrase because it talks about the many numerous career paths for young for young men and women. And you see that on your campus. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, you've got welders, you've got people who are working on Wall Street and everything in between. Yeah, it, it's really the, the food and agriculture industry, while many of us think we know about it, that's because we live in maybe central Illinois and we see crops growing and we think we know that's the universe of, of that industry and it's far from that. There's a lot more than meets the eye. Yeah, but it's not just central Illinois. It's the number one job driver in the state of Illinois. It sure is. And that's for sure. I feel like sometimes maybe our legislature, you know, from up north doesn't quite understand that. And I know you do a lot of work making sure they do. Yeah, it's, it is a, in most states of our union, 
Agriculture is a top three industry. Yeah. We just got to help people remi- remember that. I'll never forget being out at the Farm Progress show when then candidate Bruce Rauner showed up and, and he was so lost. I, I mean, you know, he clearly was being introduced <laughs> into just how big the ag industry was and he was running for governor. Mm-hmm. And, and it wasn't, that's not a slight. It's just, it wasn't in his mm-hmm. radar, but he's, quickly saw how important it was. Yeah. All right. So uh, Zach Shields joins us uh, in studio as the executive director of the Decatur Public Schools Foundation, Becca Merrill, who's the lead ag instructor at MacArthur High School, and uh, Owen Rawley, who is an FFA student and officer, right? Yes. Uh, I'm the secretary of the MacArthur FFA chapter. Okay. And I, I guess, Zach, let's start with you because tomorrow's the cool event uh, with ADM being literally at MacArthur and Eisenhower. Uh, but take me back to 2018 and then just sort of give me an update because, you know, COVID kind of threw everybody for a twist and, you know, what you thought was up is down and everything else. And I know we were all worried about what did this mean for the momentum, you know, of the Ag Academy. And thankfully, coming out this other side, it didn't impact it that much. No, it didn't. And, you know, we're very fortunate. I know the program from the beginning has really been driven by the students and their voice and choice is critical to to making it happen with the Ag Academy. And, you know, in 2018, we got started. We got off your swag campaign. It starts with Ag. was was really great. Um, and we had 200 students that first year with two teachers, uh, one at each high school. Um, but then we did hit COVID. Uh, and we're the students had actually pushed to establish the Living Science Farm, which had a barn, obviously, and outdoor and, and, you know, the livestock there. They were able to do things even during COVID because they were outside and we could follow protocols. And that really helped us hold the momentum uh, through. We did have a dip in enrollment uh, that year, but we bounced back really strongly. And uh, I'll have Becca talk a little bit about the National Chapter Award from a few years ago. But uh, we're back up to 465 students, and we were looking at enrollment the other day. We're pretty close, aren't we, Becca, as far as – uh, as far as where we're at, and we haven't even added the freshmen yet. So, okay, so yeah. let's just do a then and now. Sure. Uh, started out with two teachers, yep. right, uh, and a couple of hundred students, which sure. was it's, way more than we expected yeah. because we were based on, you know, going over to uh, Nebraska and looking at a school that had done this, you know, similarly. And, and I don't remember, they were 100-plus students. Something I mean, in that Yeah, in but that I mean, range. we were already more than that, you know, right out of the gates. Now we're at almost 500, and how many teachers? Uh, we've got four, and we actually just have approval for a fifth. So we'll immediately uh, jumped right uh, numbers-wise to the top of the list in Illinois and just very proud of it. And we've, we've had great teachers and really great students. So um, it's been a privilege to work on it and to watch it grow, and, uh, you know, it's taken on a life of its own. Well, I, I cannot uh, overemphasize the Howard G. Buffett Foundation and the initial gift. And, oh, by the way, there's an $11 million ag center coming uh, that no one in the state of Illinois will have that will benefit people from all over, yeah. not only uh, our students but and county students, but people from – all over the state, the Midwest, right? There's yeah. a ton of potential there. Yeah, that's the idea. We've got an indoor arena. We can do cattle clinics and horse shows and, uh, you know, a lot of stuff that urban chapters don't get to do. And there is nothing like this in the country in any other urban chapter. Yeah, we took, we had a tour there recently and it's, uh, it's unbelievable. Everybody has that same sort of like when they go into the arena, the same sort of reaction, uh, for the first time. All right. So we're, we're doing well. I mean, you know, even with COVID, even with all the obstacles that everybody had to face and what, a, uh, and, and we're going to get to the point we already have some of these students now in college that are now becoming leaders. But in a few short years, we're going to see exactly what this career path looks like. Yeah, absolutely. And that's always been the thing, as Greg said, welding to Wall Street. And, you know, Howard has just been wonderful with his support of the program and allows us to be creative and have some freedom. And he's up to his elbows in it and helping with this, the Ag Center. So it's neat. Uh, but then Greg has always been so supportive, you know, and, and, and your colleagues at ADM. Well, that was the idea. You know, we yeah. had the initial investment to be able to do this and we wouldn't have been able to do it without it. But now it's time for everybody to step up and, and do their part. And, you know, Greg was one of the first people I met with, you know, when this was just concept. Uh, you know, and you've been supportive of, you know, and working with District 61, you know, about just getting an FFA chapter for yeah. years. Well, the, the, as, as, uh, Jack, uh, Zach was just mentioning, Howard's contribution to, to jumpstart this program is wonderful. But I think what you'll see from companies like ADM and a lot of others is not only the financial investment, but being involved in the classrooms, bringing experience from a lot of different careers that are represented by our company to come to Becca's class and tell them about what it is they do so that young people can begin to see themselves well, there's no doubt. in that role. And that's important. And, and, you know, to corporate America, to everything else, we've got to do things a different way. What used to work doesn't work anymore. Mm-hmm. And in 
that's in healthcare. It's in a lot of different industries. And, and so, uh, I love the fact that you're going to have people, you know, in MacArthur, in Eisenhower tomorrow, like one on one, you know, with those classrooms talking about all the careers that are possible. Yeah. And, and I think that will be enlightening for a lot of young kids there as well as, you know, when you're volunteering in that way, it's very gratifying to see kind of kids' faces light up to saying, oh, my gosh, I didn't realize you did such and such. So so this is a two-way street. The ADM employees are going to get a lot of benefit from this, too. All right. We all got to do it a different way, uh, for sure. Becca, uh, thank you for uh, the tour you gave uh, last time we were out at this center. Uh, you know, how long have you been in this position now? Uh, this is my second year in the program. Okay. I, I, COVID years have thrown me for a loop. You could have told me four years or six months, and I probably would have believed you. Uh, what have you learned? Oh, gosh. Uh, well, I came from an urban setting myself, and I was a non-traditional agriculture student. So I think coming in, like, I was able to use my experiences from coming from an urban chapter to then student teaching in a rural chapter and learning, I want to say, like, the culture and the environment and seeing both and using those and coming to this position and just seeing how these students interact. And basically, I'm, I'm learning so much from them and their perspective on agriculture and how that changes the way I teach them about the agriculture industry or bringing in people like ADM, you know, to kind of blow their minds about opportunities that are out there for them in this industry. And they don't they they don't really see it. They see it as like tractors, farming, mm-hmm. like really any person would if you hear the word agriculture. But I'm having to break it down a lot more for them because their knowledge is super foundational. So it's kind of challenged me in a way. So I'm learning from them. Yeah, but you got resources. Uh, there's a, a lot of FFA chapters around the United States that would love to have the resources. Uh, not only the initial grant, you know, creating the whole thing, but we live in the agribusiness capital of the world. You got companies like ADM and, and by the way, Premiant and all the rest of you. You're welcome. I mean, everybody needs to be a part of this entire community. Uh, but it's incredibly successful, and and uh, congratulations on just the great job that you do, and you always present so well, and, and your officers do as well. Uh, Owen, you, you know, I, I mean, I thought I was impressed by the uh, the FarmBot project, but then I read about the 3D-printed prosthetic that you did for the baby goat uh, out at the farm. I mean, you guys are doing some pretty high-tech stuff. Yeah, it's it's really interesting because that's not something I really expected from FFA. I mean, I, I don't come from a farming background at all. Uh, my, none of my parents have ever been in it or anything like that. So whenever I did join the program... What, what uh, initially made you want to join the program? It was honestly a bit of chance. Um, I actually didn't get presented to at my middle school okay. uh, just by I wasn't there that day. And so my counselor just signed me up for it. It was kind of chance. And when I did join... I was kind of thinking, okay, well, this is going to be some farming, some learning about like ecology and whatnot. But I learned that there was a lot more, and it really did connect with some of my interests in terms of engineering and design and the technology that's all right there today, which I didn't even see coming at all. Well, it, it is. I, I think that's, Greg, when people go to the Farm Progress Show for the first time, right? I mean, there is this sort of notion we have that it's kind of backwards. And I, every major advance in technology, I've seen at the Farm Progress Show before. I've seen it in, in the rest of life. For sure, Brian. Yeah. I mean, it is, just isn't what you expect, right? Exactly. So tell me about the FarmBot. I got to see this in person, which is pretty cool, but explain it to the folks. Yeah. So the FarmBot is basically a robot. It's a... Um, CNC robot, so it's on this big gantry on a farm bed. So you basically just build a farm bed, uh, put some soil in it, and then the farm bot pretty much does the rest. So it's completely open source. You uh, program it to run different uh, schedules and met, um, and met, uh, routines. So basically what it'll do is it can plant seeds, water plants. Uh, it has cameras on it, and they can detect for weeds. You can, um, you can even, like, trim some of the plants um, and, uh, like, dirt, dig up the soil. Um, but then it's open source, so you can really take what you want from it and go even further. You can add your own parts, program your own uh, new abilities, but basically it's a self-sufficient garden. It can do all of its own work, and it's kind of also an educational opportunity for learning about how to use these technologies um, in this farming setting because I do think it's part of the future of uh, right. agriculture. Has Greg already offered you a job? <laughs> 
We're all going to work for him someday. <laughs> Shut up. Serious. It, hold out because there will be competition. You're, you're going to be uh, a good bidding war. Uh, tell me a little bit about what an honor it was to be recognized as one of the top chapters in the United States of America. I mean, you think about that. 2018 isn't that long ago, and that's, you, you know, when this whole thing started. But to go from, you know, the, that beginning to being recognized as one of the best chapters in the entire of the 800,000 kids Greg was referring to, what an honor. Oh, it was it was really crazy because I had just gotten hired. Yeah, right that's great. You didn't have to do anything. Before. You just go, yep, that's it. Yep, that's me. <laughs> I kind of wish it was that easy. But, and I had never prepared a national team before. Right. So that was, so not only am I jumping into this new position, but now I'm having to prepare this national team to hopefully get top 10 in the nation. It's a lot of pressure. Um but it was an unbelievable experience being on the teacher side, uh, learning how National FFA works on the standpoint of how we can present our program. And basically, I mean, it's student-led in general, and I just kind of let them tell their story authentically because I think that's the best way to do it. And, you know, it's traveling over to Indianapolis and seeing them on the stage. That's where they have the national show every year, by the way. It's a big enough thing that if there's a presidential election, there's a good chance, you know, that that they make an appearance. I mean, that's how big an event this is, right? Yep. 65,000 kids every year. So walk me in. Owen, were you there for that? Yes, I was. All right. What was that like? Um, It was big. (laughs) Uh, It was very... uh, there was a lot going on at any given moment uh, there. And so just finding there was so many opportunities, actually, that you got to choose what you actually attended and did right. just because there's so much going on. So we kind of had to pick and choose what we really wanted to see, what we didn't want to see. Um, and it was really incredible. I really enjoyed going into the like career fair area um, just because anyone that I could have imagined being there pretty much was and they had huge machines in there and so i got to actually talk to some businesses and some business professionals and even some universities just to hear about what actually is going on in these careers and uh hearing it directly from the source because they send some of their best people and their best machines there uh was super interesting is that where you rented a tesla and the solar panels was it there or was it earlier um i believe it was after okay Right. I can remember. Okay, you can't just throw that out there like everybody knows what you're talking about. What is with Tesla? He can explain and, it. Yeah. Right. Talk yeah. about the solar panels. Sure. So we had this idea towards the beginning of the year uh, when we were looking at uh, improving some of the environmental aspects of our uh, facilities. So um, I brought up the idea of adding solar panels to our barn. And so um, a student of mine, uh, Camden, or sorry, not a student of mine, but an acquaintance, uh, acquaintance, Camden and I got really into this idea. So we started looking into it. We made the pitch to Zach. Um, and then we started getting a bunch of quotes from different businesses. Uh, we ended up going with, uh, Tesla. They gave us a, uh, they, they scheduled a meeting with us. And so we ended up having a meeting with them. Uh, we went through all the steps for how we would, uh, get the solar panels on, how that would work in terms of, uh, like economically, do we want batteries, no batteries, and um, we went through that whole process, and we even found that we qualified for a special grant that uh, pretty much made the solar panels free. And, yeah, there we, and that was kind of it. Oh, and it's going to cost us a dollar. In 15 years, oh, yeah. we got to pay a dollar for the system, and then they continue for 25 years to, to do maintenance. So that was great, but that's not something the grown-ups would have thought of to explore. So, well, so they showed grateful. up in, our, in my classroom when I was teaching, and I was like, what are you guys doing down here? He's like, we have a meeting with Tesla. Yeah. They didn't tell me, and I was like, oh. Can I have a pass? Okay, I've got a meeting sure. with Tesla. Uh, <laughs> when you hear uh, Owen talking about this, because, you know, we've had Juan, you know, here talking about the future of ADM, you know, and your footprint and, and, and what you want to do in sustainability and being a responsible company globally. Uh, it must be inspiring to hear kids, you know, buying into this mission. I mean, you know, to this pipeline, to, to what you're trying to do as a company. For sure, Brian. So kind of the three pillars that drive us are, are, um, uh, food security, health and well-being, and sustainability. And so to hear, uh, young people like Owen have that as a top of mind, uh, just lets you know that we're in the right place and this will drive not only our company, but our industry. All right. So uh, from a teaching perspective, the world's changing so quickly, right? Uh, you know, things that were steeped in tradition. I mean, you know, agriculture didn't change for about a hundred years, right? And then now we're talking about 3D printing dog food, right? I mean, it's a whole new world. How do you stay on top of that? Or, you know, because it's, it, it almost feels like, you know, we used to do things called a five-year plan, a 10-year plan. I don't know how you do that today because we don't know what the world looks like in five years. Is that hard? 
it's definitely hard, but I mean, trying to keep up with the students in general and everything that's in their world right now, because they're the ones who are changing it. Like agriculture is changing every single day. And, you know, students like Owen who come up with these crazy ideas. I mean, printing a, a goat prosthetic, like right. I didn't even have a print for it. Wait, so tell it. me this story. Explain the need for it. What, what happened? Yeah. So it was actually pretty much the night or the day after the goat was born. Uh, we had uh, twin baby goats born at our barn, the Living Science Farm. Uh, Miss Merrill contacted me and was like, hey, so it turns out one of these goats has a deformed leg, basically, and half of the leg was not there, so it just had the thigh, basically, of the goat leg. Uh, do you think you could do anything to help us? I was like, I hope so. So um, <laughs> I pretty much got to work immediately. I started doing some research, started uh, doing some prototyping, and I thought of pretty much immediately that the best source for this would be 3D printing. We just got a 3D printer for our chapter, and so... Uh, it was, I was able to make rapid, really quick designs and it was really cheap to print them. Um, so I started designing, um, and I went through probably about three prototypes before I found one that worked. And so I've been going out to the barn, testing different ones, uh, uh, trying different things to implement them. And I've reached out to a design integration engineer at Caterpillar to help me as well. So I've, I've done a lot of work on this, uh, and I'm really excited, and I think it should be on permanently on the GOAT here pretty soon. Unbelievable. So proud of you and astounded by you and the other kids <laughs> in the program. You know, and a lot of our kids need an avenue, and FFA gives them that. Uh, and, you know, just so proud. And, uh, Becca, it's good that we have stuff. You get you don't do well when you're bored. <laughs> so it's good that we have all these things and all these kids pushing you. So. All right. So talk to me about what will happen tomorrow uh, uh, in the classroom as far as, uh, Greg, I, I know you guys are going to be talking about food science and engineering and technology and operations. You're kind of covering the whole gamut, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So as I mentioned earlier, this is as thrilling for our ADM people as it is, I hope, for the kids, just for us to share the expertise and intel about uh, various career paths that our people enjoy and give it give students like Owen and his peers a, a glimpse into what that looks like. And then Becca will be at both high schools and Zach, whoever wants to fill in, right? There, there's going to be several uh, different uh, sessions. Yeah, yeah, be at both high schools most of the day. Uh, and, of course, Delia Jackson and Scott Davidson, our other two teachers, and Clayton Thomas, who we'll have to have on as a new teacher, just began here mid, mid-year. Uh, but, yeah, they'll be in, and, and as Greg said, a whole range of, you know, job titles that will be there. And that's that's our whole thing is introduce kids to the idea and, and let them pursue it on their own. Okay. So. Now we, we're really running out of time here. Uh, but, but I, I do want to mention, and, and this is just a tease. Uh, it, you know, there's a documentary, uh, um, film crew, uh, <laughs> Nick, they did be water, which was the Bruce Lee, uh, autobiography. I don't know if you saw, saw that. It, that absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they're, this isn't a done deal, but what they're here, they're here filming, uh, to be able to take a product to try to hope to get a distributor to create some sort of documentary about urban ag education. Yeah, yeah, and they reached out specifically to us because we are such an unusual chapter. Uh, and yeah, um, Matt and Adam have been here filming all week, uh, to put this together, and I think it's pretty close to a done deal. We say it's not, but, uh, but to make sure their financiers in Britain, where they're from, um, feel good about the project and, and have had a lot of time to visit with, with our teachers and with our kids, and I I think I think they're equally astounded with with our young people. Well, I, I, I bring it up only. I mean, who knows what will happen with sure. that? But it, but it is interesting enough, compelling enough. Sometimes I think we ignore our own compelling stories because you just go, oh, well, yeah, you know. But somebody from London found it compelling enough to want to make a documentary. About yeah, it. they've come over twice. They did some screen testing at the national convention and loved our kids and said, hey, we want to fly back and come visit you for a week. So so that's what we're right in the middle of. And great guys and, and just really interesting as artists. All right. I just wanted to mention that. Like I said, we'll sure. further details and all of that. But but it, it, we shouldn't walk by our own compelling, interesting stories in our community just because it's here local. Uh, you know, we should be uh, doing everything we can to support it. Uh, and Greg, uh, to all of your colleagues out there, and I know you'll have a lot of people in, and I know you're going to be tomorrow. You're going to be or today. You're going to be at Millican University. Um, and we're going to visit with your HR people tomorrow. Uh, but that may be, you know, for all these 400 plus families impacted by this, uh, today, noon to 2.30 at the Commons Building on Millican University, there's going to be more than 50. Uh, local employers and, and the face-to-face conversation right now. I know you're reeling and it's been tough, uh, but I, that may be your best starting point. You can go to nowdicator.com for all the resource pages, information about insurance exchange, you know, uh, literally unemployment insurance, all those direct links and everything. But today, I don't know, ADM is going to be there, right? Yes. All right. Well, keep up the great work. It's good to see you. Uh, you 
dude, just I don't know what you're going to end up being, but uh, it's, it's, it's going to be in charge of a whole we bunch of people. All the time. Dude, yeah, really? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, keep up the great work, uh, and Becca, uh, uh, bring in teachers, students, anytime you want, and anything we can do to support the cause. And Zach, as always, uh, yeah. good to see you, and thank you for all you do. Yeah, thanks, all right, we're going to take a break. We get back. We got a whole bunch of resources and help coming in tomorrow morning. We'll be talking to our major employers, including the city of Decatur and ADM and Premium and Caterpillar, about jobs that are available right now. We'll be back after the break. Stay tuned. Choosing LLCU for your banking needs means choosing to impact your community. At LLCU, we are committed to community investment, donating over $200,000 to nonprofits and volunteering over 2,400 hours to community projects last year. At LLCU, we offer more than checking accounts and loans. We offer a chance to be a part of something bigger. When you bank at LLCU, you bank on making a difference. Visit LLCU.org to become a member and feel good about where you bank. Federally insured by the NCUA. Hey, John, when you think of the word supply chain, what's your next impulse? No, turn off the news, run for cover, start whimpering. Yeah, well, a customer of Dick Van Dyke Appliance World wrote in that they visited the store wanting to buy a microwave. Something that used to be so simple. Oh, right. You know what they walked out with? Let me guess. A microwave. Exactly. <laughs> Dick Van Dyke had what they needed in stock, and the customer also remarked as to how helpful the salespeople were, too. Supply chain problems are still a thing, but this customer got the help they needed, and they wrote in to thank us. You know, a little less whimpering in today's world can't be a bad thing. This is Dennis Reekin, chairman of Dick Van Dyke Appliance World. Supply chain issues are minimized when you have multiple locations and people who know how to help you with your next purchase. All we do is appliances, and we do them better than anyone else. Wow! Don't miss your chance to cheer on Fighting Illini basketball this season. Deafening hit here, 15,000, another shutout. We need all of Illini Nation to help us defend State Farm Center. Shannon, hello! Great seat locations are still available for you to see Illinois basketball live this season. And the celebration is on! Get your tickets today at FightingIllini.com. You're listening to Buyers and Company, streaming live at NowDecatur.com. We are back here on a uh, Thursday. Once again, tomorrow morning, um, we're going to be visiting with uh, most of our major employers about job availability right now. Um, and uh, today at Millican University, maybe your very first step uh, uh, is noon to 2.30. Um, if you haven't been on the campus in a while, it's the great big new looking building right on Main Street. There's plenty of excess parking in the disc across the street. You can go right down the steps, right across at third floor. There's going to be 50 plus employers that are there and, and those face to face discussions, you, you know, sometimes links and websites and bureaucracy and all that stuff's hard to cut through. Uh, but there's people there and they have jobs. Um, and and I've, I've been showing this all morning, but literally this is print too small for me to even read on the printed page. And there's 15 pages and these are open jobs here in Macon County, jobs that exist right now. Uh, I know that what you're feeling right now, and I'm so happy that Charmaine's with us today because, um, you know, you know, there's denial, there's anger, there's, you know, self blame, there's uh, all kinds of stuff that when you have a shock or traumatic thing in your life, I mean, you've been through a divorce, you know, you lose your job, you, you know, you lose your job in 400 people, you know, they, some people started work Monday, Monday of this week and found out, you know, Wednesday that they were done and then there's no insurance. It's done in February 28th. There's no severance. There's no bridge to Cobra. There's no all of these things. So we've compiled this resource page. Um, one of the things I can tell you about uh, the insurance exchange is that you qualify because of this event. And Consociate Dancing reached out yesterday. Melanie Schelling reached out yesterday. There's direct contacts for them because if you get applied before the month ends up, you can then be insured in March. And so I just want to tell you, I know it's overwhelming. There's a gazillion things being thrown at you, but there are resources starting today at noon at Millican University. Rocky's hosting at 10 o'clock this morning and at 1 o'clock this afternoon today and tomorrow. They're standing by there, literally sit you down 
down at a computer and help walk you through a process, unemployment insurance, chances to do things at Richland. Uh, but I want to start, uh, before we introduce all of our guests uh, and, and our rider dies are in the studio. Charmaine, you know, we don't think about, I mean, you think about losing a loved one and you think about stages of grief, right? But there are stages to this kind of trauma. I, I mean, you, you, you denial, uh, anger, uh, and I understand the anger. I mean, you should be angry. I, I'm angry for you, but that anger is not going to do anything. I mean, it, you know, it may make you feel better in the moment, but it's not going to get you to the next step. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, well, the, the anger has to eventually translate into action, right? Anger into action. Um, but certainly I think it's important to hold space for the shock that you feel, um, to get such significant news that impacts um, obviously not only your life, but we're imagining their family lives as well. Um, so that ripple effect, I mean, you said it, Brian, going through that kind of shocked and denial and depression, and that's okay. Um, but eventually translating that anger into action. And then t- for you to even note, you know, all the additional resources and job availability, hopefully at that point where instilling, you know, a, a glimmer of hope as well. Right. I, I, you know, everybody's gone through yeah. something in their life where you just want to crawl into the, you, you know, bed and, and not deal with the world. You know, I worry about depression. I worry about mental health. I worry about a lot of these things. Uh, you, you know, a few years ago, I went through something and, and I had people that were close to me and, and Ken Smithmeyer was one of those people and he said, get up and move. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, whether you want to or you don't, whether you feel like you have it or you don't. I noticed, I just got a text from Clay that they were, they're opening up the disc for the next two months, uh, for, uh, any of these employees so that they can, you know, exercise. So they, and I know all that doesn't, sound like you've got a new job, but all of that is so important to your mental health. It's so true. All of those things matter. They're pieces to the to a larger puzzle, right? And and you just said something key, which is as much as, you know, the core might tell you to, right right now is probably not the time to isolate. Um you know, action doesn't exist in isolation. Really truly only depression does. Um and and that isolation becomes more and more um, you know, loud and the person becomes more withdrawn. And so really in these situations, the goal is to reach out for support because truly, um, there are resources available. We're talking about, you know, tangible resources in terms of employment, but also just, I'm going to say mental health resources, but not necessarily with a mental health diagnosis. I mean, right. Anyone would feel symptoms or features of depression after such a significant loss. Yeah. And it doesn't, yeah. I'm glad you mentioned Charmaine, by the way, Robertson Stoner, who's the behavioral health therapist and chief behavioral health officer for crossing. Um, you don't have to have a history of dealing with something to have something traumatic like this happen to you and have the same sort of effect. 100%. Absolutely. It's the threat that makes us human, um, actually. And so one of the things that we then still want to do though, so those symptoms don't really exacerbate, um, and we don't, you know, the voices sort of don't get louder. When I'm talking about voices, I don't mean hallucinations, but I mean that negative self-talk. Right, because uh, you, yeah. you've had your certainty, your autonomy, your status. Absolutely. All these things are, are under siege. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And there's no explanation, go, no With good no explanation. explanation. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that sense of agency is really threatened at this point. We, we get that. Okay, so um, we've also put up a list uh, on our, our resources page of help. Uh, a lot of it free. People you can reach out to online. There's numbers. Uh, it, it's important for people to talk to. to I mean, somebody. If yes. it's not a professional, somebody you trust, a family member that you can be honest with, the yes. isolation is what you want to avoid. Yeah. In addition to our local resources, I think something that's important to note about kind of the general resources is that even if it's called the helpline or, or you know, formerly known as the National Suicide Prevention Hotline or or whatever that is, sometimes folks go, oh, I can't reach out because I'm not suicidal. And that's, you know, that was why partially likely why the name was changed. It's not just if a person is experiencing thoughts or things to that nature. It's truly to, you know, dismantle the sense of isolation to have a conversation with someone. Right? And then, you know, people lose jobs. I mean, it's, you know, people have things happen to them, but when it's done in this, this just, crappy away, you know, as, as human beings, that adds to it, right? Absolutely. I mean, your own self-worth comes in. I mean, it, it, you didn't do anything, Absolutely. but you question your value. 100%. Yeah. One of the first things we do is that, right? We look inward, 
and question ourselves. And, and while there's power in, in looking at ourselves, it's also really important to not blame ourselves for things that are outside of our control. Yeah, and, and focusing on what you can control. 100%. All right. I say we could do this all day. It's like maybe I need to like a <laughs> weekly session. Uh, all right. In the studios, Natalie Beck, Debbie Bogle, uh, Tanya Andricks, and, and Charmaine Robertson Stoner. Um, you guys found out about this the same way I found out about this, the same way the mayor found out about this, the same way the employees found out. It's just a shock. Uh, you, you know, it, it, it's, I, I can't believe literally. Um, that people are treated this way, you know, it's what's wrong with America uh, today, you know, that we've become more just a number on a piece of paper than caring about people as human beings. Um, they could have done so many things that they didn't do, which then leaves everybody in a lurch, most importantly, the people directly impacted. But I saw a lot of good yesterday. Uh, you, you know, I, I haven't felt like good has come out of social media in forever, but I saw people just, what can I do? How can I help? Can I bring you food? You know, I mean, just to the people reaching out to us, the companies, we're talking to a lot of them tomorrow. They're going to be at Milliken at noon today. What did you see yesterday, Natalie? I think it was a beautiful example of our community and that we all came together immediately. And, and you were a big force in organizing that. I think we had a two-minute conversation, and all I said was, no, I hadn't heard, and yes, we're here to help. So, you know, it's rallying the troops, and it's also a testament to how great our social service agencies already are in place, that they were already able to mobilize like this, and that we have good people, and we have good resources, and we'll all be here to help these employees. Uh, and getting the word out. And, and Debbie and, and Tanya, you, you, you know, Natalie's got a private foundation, which they kind of get to create their own rules and be creative, but you know the system. It's hard to navigate. I mean, I go to some of these websites and I know the helps there, but man, I have a hard time finding it. I'm not going through this trauma and there's a lot of different stuff thrown at people. The idea that we learned in COVID, I think with all of us was how do we consolidate all that into one place where people can find help for what they're looking for? Because the, the bureaucracy is hard to crack. You're absolutely correct. And I think that's why one of the good things that, you know, Debbie has to offer is obviously her website as a repository for that information. And, and 211. And, and 211. Yes. I mean, that's what this was built for. Um, it is, a, and we're actually in an emergency situation here in our community with this many people displaced um, with their jobs immediately. And that's what we do as a community, and that's part of what two and one is for. Anytime there's any kind of situation like this or a weather emergency, they are there to uh, navigate and help people get to the services that they need. And I just want to mention um, perfect example. Yesterday, I had someone call in and insisted he didn't want any kind of government help, but he wanted help with his rent. And there's this stigma around getting services, and I don't want charity. And this is not charity. I mean, there are services in place to help working people um, get through situations like this, get through trials in their lives. And it's it's not a bad thing. It is not um, something you should be ashamed of or embarrassed of. It's okay to reach out. You know, the people um, at ACORN or, or anybody who finds themselves in, in a situation where they need help, I'm sure it, it's humbling to know that you're now in this, this spot, but they've been the helpers. Many of those people, I know many of those people, they've been the helpers. And I think the beauty of the human experience, and Charmaine touched on this, is that um, it's okay to be on both sides of that. It's what makes us human. And I think that it's harder oftentimes to, to seek help than it is to provide help. But that's part of the human experience. And so I'm grateful that resources in this community exist. But I just encourage people to reach out and, and take the assistance or take the, the hand because a year from now they're going to be on the other side of this and, and they're going to be providing that hand. That's exactly right. And, and it's a bridge, mm -hmm. uh, you, you know, yeah. the way I look at it. But, but Charmaine, you know, is there something sort of reinforced about feeling like it's your fault by asking for help? I mean, it's almost mm -hmm. like those things are tied together. 100%. Yeah. It's, it's that, it's, well, that people naturally will feel that way. Yeah. People naturally feel that way. You know, it feels like a handout versus a hand up. Um, and you know, and, and, you know, Debbie and Tanya talked about it as well, but it's, Again, it's a part of the human experience. Many of us are not, and none of us are in an island of ourselves, right? And so at some point, we've all received help or support from someone in some kind of capacity. And I think this is where perspective comes in. Um, 
and and that's difficult to do in a moment like this because the perspective is very cloudy, which is, again, why it's important to not only have our own perspective. We need to be surrounded by other folks that we can um, perspective take from and say, OK, well, this is a situation that happened. It's hard. It's difficult. As Tanya noted, a year from now, we'll be in a completely different situation. But there will some people that will be way better off, you know, yeah. if, if yes. given the opportunities, mm-hmm. you know, the career retraining, the things that are you know going on in this community and then all the organizations that are helping support that, you know, uh, and, and I know that's impossible to believe today, oh, yeah. you, you know, because that's just with any kind of grief, with any kind of trauma, with any sort of breakup or, or loss, mm-hmm. you can't see that right now. No. But please know all that's available for you at Nauticator.com. Millican University Today, I'm, I'm telling you. Uh, there will be people that will be hired on the spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, there are 50 plus, and uh, kudos to Millican because this yes. was set up to be for alums and for students, and they not only pivoted to uh, add uh, anybody impacted directly by these acorn layoffs, but they also had businesses, you know, adding on. Mm-hmm. So I mean, they had it all laid out and ready to go, and they just threw away the plan and said, "Come on in." Mm-hmm. So kudos to them, uh, first and foremost. Uh, we also, you, you know, you, you, here's the thing. And, and I know this intuitively. We take care of each other. Uh, you, you know, this idea of, of politicians running in to save the day, where are they? I, I, you just see that the powers here locally within the people, mm-hmm. the organizations, the institutions that care. And I want to thank John Kenseth over at the city of Decatur yesterday and Nicole Bateman at, at EDC, all of you guys, everybody. It was just, wasn't I don't have time or I don't. I mean, it was just all hands on. How do we get as much information into people's hands as we can? while they're going through this trauma Mm -hmm. and everybody stepped up, right? I mean, it just wasn't even a question. My challenge to all of you, and I I threw this to the mayor today, is if we can do this for these 450 people, why aren't we doing this for every person that lives in this community? Uh, uh, And and why isn't that our goal, right? You know, long-term. Right now, this is what we've got to do for them. But moving forward, this career path, these lives, I mean, we ought to be thinking about that collectively, globally, as an entire community. Is that mm-hmm. pie in the sky? No, the whole, you know, the whole African proverb of it takes a village. Yeah, this is the village kind of coming together. And so, yeah, um, I think in times like this, you sort of reassess and go, um, we're in a state of an emergency right now. Um, but then how do we make this more of a constant Right. Yeah. yeah. You guys stick tight. We're going to take one quick break. We'll be back with more right after this. Go to nowtocator.com for the entire resource page. Click on employment and retraining opportunities and assistance. And there is a comprehensive list by categories for you to tap into. We'll be back. Memorial Care is your entry to the quality care and expertise of Memorial Health. Memorial Care is primary care for seeing experienced physicians and providers. It is urgent care when there's no time to wait for an appointment. It is virtual care for added convenience and virtual appointments that fit your schedule. Memorial Care is how health begins. Visit memorial.health to find hours and locations in your area. Three people you should be 100% certain about. Your barber, your plumber, and your tax pro. Switch to Jackson Hewitt and you can be 100% certain about your taxes. We'll get you your maximum refund guaranteed and we'll back your return for life. Don't be kind of certain or almost certain. Be 100% certain. Switch to Jackson Hewitt today and get 50% off tax prep. Limited time offer for new clients filing at participating locations. Max value $200. Visit jacksonhewitt.com slash 50 for terms. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. You're listening to Buyers and Company, streaming live at NowDecatur.com. Like 700 conversations going on here in two minutes. All right, uh, important information uh, that Tanya reminded me, which is why they're here, because they're the experts in everything that they do. A couple of things about insurance. We've been talking about it at the yeah. exchange this morning. And, uh, but if you're in a financial situation where you're not able to afford that, that's not going to work for everyone. You're absolutely correct. So for all 400 people, there's 400 situations. And so some people 
this is a qualifying event. They may have a spouse who has the ability to add them to their, their, their employer's insurance. So that's one option. The exchange is absolutely an option. Um, but it also may be that you qualify for Illinois Medicaid. And so, you know, there's, there's that. Crossing Healthcare provides care to everyone regardless of their ability to pay. Um, if you're uninsured, we also have people that can help you sign up for Illinois Medicaid. But if you have an immediate health issue or you're on prescription medications, one of the things that, you know, I hate to add things to the list for these folks who have a bunch of things they need to do quickly, but you can call your pharmacy and talk to your pharmacist about if you are in a window to get a refill um, while you still have insurance through the 28th to cover next month's prescriptions, because depending on the prescription medication that you're on, those are expensive. The other thing that you can do is, is establish a new, new patient appointment at crossing so that you can know that you can get ongoing healthcare and not worry about adding to excess bills, potential of collections, those kinds of things, because I think healthcare um, debt and healthcare expense are, are huge worries for people. And so if you need ongoing healthcare, you maybe have a child who needs ongoing healthcare, that can be, you know, something that there's you a resource. And, there's and I'm just telling you that it's a top notch resource. Uh, and yes. and I, whether you've been on their campus or not, I'm telling you, uh, you're not going to feel like a number and you're not going to feel like some special case. No. They do an amazing job. We can bridge you. Yeah, absolutely. And it's great uh, advice about the prescription. Yeah. So, you know, you've got a few days that you can maybe stockpile a couple of things that one less thing you got to worry about next month. Right. And at the health fair at Milliken, because I think that is priority for many people. You guys are going to be there. We're going to be there. We'll have new patient packets. So you can stop at that crossing booth if you need to pick that up, set it aside. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a concern for next week, next month, but that's one other option to make sure that your health doesn't um, get overlooked at a time like this. All right. And uh, Debbie, I know you guys are fielding calls and, and you know, obviously 211 is a great resource and a place to start. You can get all that information on the employment and retraining opportunities and assistance page on com. But you'll, you'll hear from a lot of people over the next days and weeks. Yeah. And I think probably what's going to happen is today, tomorrow, even next week, people are going to think, well, I don't, I don't really need anything yet. I don't need a food pantry or I don't, you know, back again to that um, stigma around that. But if you are missing a week of pay or two weeks of pay or, you know, do sign up for for insurance and that's coming out of your pocket now, um, that's going to have a, a ripple effect. And so I just encourage people that even if you don't think you need it now, just please try to remember the 211 number because you might need it next month or the month after. Our problem in society today is we have way too many Alice families. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's way too many people that are living paycheck to paycheck mm-hmm. and, and they're paying the bills and they're living their life. But something catastrophic like this happens yes. and all of a sudden they're thrown into peril. They don't know how to ask for help. They're too proudful to ask for help. They feel like, you know, they've mm-hmm. been crushed. But man, that bridge, and I really want yes. people to think of it that way, that to, to keep you on your feet. Mm-hmm. There are people that want to do this. It's good for our community selfishly to do this because it's so much harder to get people pulled out of poverty than to keep them from falling into poverty. Exactly. And there are jobs and there is hope. If I sat here today thinking uh, 10 years ago when, when there might have been five jobs available that there wasn't hope, there is. And I know it's hard to hear that this morning, but there's 15 pages of jobs uh, here in Macon County that 50 plus employers are going to be at Millican at noon today that are looking for people. So this bridge, if you need it, take it. There, there, uh, I, I just don't, Charmaine, I'll give you the final word on this. It's, there's no shame or stigma. It, it, you know, in fact, these folks in here are the ones that have made sure that everybody is eligible to find the help, you know, rather than just government standards and because mm-hmm. it's, it will keep you where you need to be until you get to where you're going. 100%. Yeah. We, we have to eliminate the shame and stigma because truly there's none. And when you're reaching out for support, it, it's sort of like full circle, right? Because you are also utilizing us, right? The community organization. So in a way it's you're, you, you're keeping us afloat and, and hopefully it's back to that village approach. You know, it's help me to help you to help me kind of perspective. I think it, a lot of this just goes back to perspective taking and how we look at this matters. Yep. It's okay. 
It's okay. Do something. Get up. Get active. Get to Millican today at noon. Tomorrow morning, uh, we will be talking to Premiant and Caterpillar and ADM and, and the city of Decatur, our large employers, telling you and connecting you uh, to hopefully a better career. Uh, that's it for us. I just want to thank everybody, uh, including Lindsay, <clears throat> who did a lot of work yesterday to compile all this information. And anyone that wants to be a part of this, if we don't have your information, reach out. All that's available on the website at nowdecatur.com. A lot of great information today. Podcaster on our page or anywhere you get your podcast. We will be back with you bright and early 6 a.m. tomorrow. Thank you to everyone for stepping up. WSOY Decatur and W277DB Decatur. WSOY, 1340 AM and 103.3 FM. Streaming live at nowdecatur.com. This is RJ Crace with your stories now. In support of February's Storytellers Gallery exhibit, the Decatur Area Arts Council celebrated black classical composers at its midday music concert yesterday. The concert featured Chenoa Murphy, a symphony orchestra violinist, educator, and speaker. Midday music concerts are held at the Madden Center at 125 North Water Street in Decatur from 1215 to 1245. They're free and open to the public. As the tax filing season heats up, the state is highlighting changes to the Illinois Earned Income Tax Credit. Low to moderate wage earners may be eligible for the credit, which has recently been expanded. That includes making the credit. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.